Hi, and welcome to Steel Wheel Stories. With your host, Chris Jowett and Jake Somerville, where we talk about stories of collecting, restoring, and showing antique tractors and steam engines built before 1930. Join us while we and guests share stories about the hunt, tales of restoring, and memories of enjoying. Steel Wheel Stories is proudly sponsored by Engineers and Engines Magazine. A printed, full-color, bi-monthly magazine for all the steam, gas, tractor, railroad, locomotive, and farm machinery enthusiasts. Call or email Brenda Stamp for your subscription today. Email address brenda at engineersandengines.com or phone number 410-673-2414. Mention Steel Wheel Stories when purchasing and get your first magazine free. All right, guys, welcome to episode eight. Uh, Jacob Somerville is with us as usual. What's going on, Jake? Sitting down here in my basement, as always. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that time for it. We uh, just got home from taking some stuff up to the Lathrop, Missouri show that's this weekend and got piled back in the house here and just sat down and uh, haven't even taken my boots off. It's uh, been a long day, it seems like, so far. So, uh, happy to have a guest with us again today, uh, Charlie Black. Uh, Charlie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, and get started from there. Uh, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here with y'all tonight. I um, live here uh, near a little community called Crozet, Virginia, and uh, that's just outside of Charlottesville, uh, next to the Blue Ridge Mountains, and I've uh, been here all my life. Active. Uh, steam enthusiast by the everything i've heard about you anyways yeah i um um have always um i sell tractors i've, I've always been uh i've always liked tractors and everything and uh and the steam engine story or the connection with that uh is that you know i always knew that my grandfather owned a steam engine mm -hmm. and luckily it never left the area it stayed right around here and uh uh, we knew about it and saw it on occasions, and and finally the stars aligned for me to me to own it a couple of years ago. I see. So did he buy it new, or did, was second owner of it, or something back then, or was he the first owner of it? He was the first owner of that one and another one, and um, I have a picture of the other one uh, thrashing, uh, and it had uh, uh, contractor bunkers on it. So until I bought this engine, uh, I, um, I thought I had a picture of it, but mm -hmm. when I got this engine, I realized, well, this is a bobtail engine and, and that other one has contractor bunkers on it. So I don't think that got changed anywhere along the line. And, and, uh, so I have a picture of one and, and I have the other. I see. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit of uh, what kind of engine is it? What size and all that? So what I have now is, uh, um, a 1907 15 horse case, uh, serial number 18817. Okay. Uh, and uh, bobtail with a canopy. Canopy's not on it, back on it yet. What did your uh, grandpa do with it back in the day? So he, uh, as far as I know, he threshed uh, and sawmilled with it. Okay. So when it, in the winter, when in the winter time, he sawmilled and summer thrashed with it. Yeah. And all right around there where you live at now. Yeah, they they said he sent one north and one south, one from where we live. So uh, I'm sure it was just small jobs and uh, 
uh, was another family in the area, and, and the, the stories in their family was that that grandfather ran one of them. Uh, and I guess my grandfather ran the other one. I yeah. see. So did your grandpa sell it, and that's how it left the family, and then you picked it up after that then, or what's kind of the, the timeline of it here? So uh, the best I can tell, um, the, and family lore and, and uh, weather history uh, support this story, uh, is it in 1923 we had uh, what was considered a hundred year flood and uh, it was beside a river and it hooked to the sawmill and it well, the sawmill washed away and the engine got washed down the creek a little ways and uh, came to rest in a little ravine. No kidding. And yeah, and the other family, um, the other family that owned it, uh, bought it from that site and uh, got it up and running and Granddaddy, I guess, had moved on to uh, some McCormick Daring 1020s and things like that. I see. And then yeah. you, everyone just kind of always kept track of it, or how were you able to kind of track it back down, or was it still just kind of in the same area again? Or oh, it was only it was only four or five miles up the road. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah, my and my dad actually worked at the same uh, place uh, that the guy, the second generation of that family. Uh, they worked together, you know, saw each other occasionally. And, and, uh, so the, the grandfather of that family, uh, that bought it from my grandfather, used it to sawmill and, and, uh, up around this area, probably into the forties. And then I guess it, uh, uh, wasn't any need for it. And, and then in the sixties, the second generation of that family, which would be my parents' age, um, fixed it up and, uh, one of the front wheels had gone missing, so he did that standard 60s um, uh, re- restoration where it had truck wheels on the front, oh, yeah. rubber tire truck oh, yeah. wheels, yeah. and, and, and half-track half track tracks on the, on the rear wheels, wrapped around the rear wheels. Sure, sure. It seems like... That's, uh, that's something I've seen a couple times. Oh, yeah, pretty common for something that was used around that era and all that kind of stuff. I can definitely... Think of a couple engines right offhand, uh, just kind of in the same. I, there's a Peerless engine down by Kansas that uh, it actually just has one uh, rubber tire on the front of it on on the right hand side or something, and still the steel wheel on the <laughs> other side of it. I don't I don't know what the story is behind it, but <laughs> the first time yeah. I seen it, I was like, "There's got to be a story behind that." And the guy didn't know at the time. And I was like, "Where's the where's the where's the right wheel at? Why is there just one tr- yeah. truck tire on it, and the other one's the original?" You know. But, yeah, well, that's that's kind of the same as this. Um, the uh, predecessor to me owning it had a uh, um, a picture of it, and it has a like a I don't know maybe a thirty six inch sprayer wheel off of an old big sprayer or big wagon or some type on one side, an original wheel on the other side. Uh-huh. And uh, they probably ran ran it like uh-huh. that for a number of years. And the rumor was uh, that the wheel was being repaired at a welding shop, and it went missing. I see. Yeah, so I had a job to get done though. <laughs> yeah. It seems like I remember you uh, remember you saying something about it grading the roads there in your town or something. Mm, no, not that I know of. Uh, the story about the roads though is is uh, the the grousers on it were worn down to about uh, maybe a half inch tall, um, and uh, so the road I live on um, there's a private school that got <clears throat> built in the in after the civil war for uh, orphans and half orphans of civil war soldiers 
And uh, that road, uh, the road from that school to the railroad track in Crozet uh, was one of the first blacktop roads in the state. And that's the road I live on. It's called Miller School Road. And the history of Miller Schools talks about that being one of the first macadam roads uh, in the state. And so anytime granddaddy went anywhere, he had to run on hard surface for about two miles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, yeah, that was the road, not the road work it did, but the road where it did. <laughs> I see. Yeah. All right. That makes yeah. sense now. You're yeah. telling all these yeah. stories about all the things that it, it had done and, and how long it ran for up in, up in the years and everything. And I'm just sitting here thinking that, man, you have to, have a heck of a restoration under your belt when it came down to doing the restoration then probably had seen a lot of wear by that point. Yeah. The wheels were, I, I, I worked on those wheels all winter. I had to make most of the spokes and, um, and, and get the rest of the remnants of the grousers off. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, the links I had welded up and turned out and the, uh, axle housing, I had to build that up, but as far as the bore and the axle inside that, uh, not too bad. Really, not too bad. So must have, must have, yeah, not too bad. I've had the wheels bushed up, uh -huh. um, because I don't, you know, bo that bobtail of that era, those shields, those gear shields, and everything are within a quarter inch real of the tight. edge of the wheel. Yeah, yeah, if you know, real you know, so that, that, yeah, that that I had to go back and do here just the last after the first summer of running it. I had to go back and do that at great expense to get that those axles that axle built up and wheels pushed and and so but I've got everything in there now but boy it is it is right there at those at those sheet metal shields. Does that have that yeah. uh, uh, spring mounted platform on that too? Yeah, is that kind yeah. of four little spring pods? So if you like, if you step on it wrong, it kind of tweaks one way, and the gear guard will go over into the wheel. Yeah, not yet, but uh, I'm sure it doesn't. It doesn't That's yet now, but it gets right there, right there enough to touch it. And of course, they always got dirt and mud on them. You know, it's just it's, yeah, it's uh, you don't want to put your finger down. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, we just we just did that with that little twelve horse case that uh, Dad just finished up uh, his restoration on. It's uh, you know, a spring-mounted platform, just like yours would be. Right. And, well, if you sit down on one box or the other and there's not somebody else standing on the other side to equal you out, the, uh, the gear guards walk right over into the, the side of the wheel. So he's got big old smiley yeah. faces on his brand-new brand gear guards and all the spring paint oh, and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. That was definitely you, great you, case designs. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a sales yeah. idea. Uh, that wasn't a practical idea, I don't uh, think. Yeah. <laughs> If if you if you really did an extensive um, makeover on one of those, you would actually take that uh, cannon shaft, the differential shaft, pinion shaft, and uh, and make it. I would, you know, make it a quarter inch longer or something in the axle too. Sure. And just move it and just move everything out a little bit because you probably got room to do it if you if you did that. Right, right. Uh, if you if you wanted to go to the extreme of doing something that everything that, is just too it close. works like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it automatically has a little patina on it, and then the first ten minutes you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Get that showroom quality yeah. off of there right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that doesn't last. 
Yeah, I, I, I tell people, they say, wow, that really looks good, Charlie. I said, yeah, if you want one to look this good, just fix up one with a bad boiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave it in the barn. Don't ever put water in it. Right. Don't even think about putting right. water in it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a, somebody. Well, we got done with that big Avery last year, and somebody said something. Oh, it looks really good. And I said, I could, tell, I could show you every imperfection I could think of right now, but I'm probably the only person that knows it. And. It annoys the crap out of me, but you know, that's what you, happens when you spend that much time on something. You get to know things that yep. other people don't and uh probably stuff that you'll never remember again then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, that's that that's that project. What uh but, what year uh, did you get that purchase back into your family then? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah, sixteen and, and so yeah, so um I think so I think he may have sold it in twenty four uh so, so the generation that fixed it up in the sixties, uh, he, um, he had a picture of his dad holding him and he's an infant and the engine is right behind them. They're standing at the, at the, uh, left rear wheel of the engine. So when I went up and befriended him, uh, when I was probably 20 years ago, told him who I was and, and, uh, not why I was there, but I was there to learn about the engine and, and uh, um, I wasn't there to buy it because, you know, I wasn't ready. And, and, it, and he showed me that picture and I was like, well, this guy's never spent a day of his life without this engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he never kept it in, he never kept it inside. It was right outside his front door. It was about 50 yards out. It's not even that probably um, 30 yards out his front door. Uh, kind of had and, just as I'm much saying, sentimental value to him as it did to you at the same time. It sounds like. Oh yeah. 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 And then his, his kids are my age and they were like, Oh yeah, we scraped on that thing for, you know, two summers, you know, getting the grease <laughs> and rust and the, and the paint off of it. So everybody was very involved and it was, it was a little hard to buy. Um, it was really, that, that was about a six month process that, uh, uh, that was really, I mean, I had to have this thing. It, it was no way it, it was not going to come here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, so that process was, I'll tell you a little bit about that process. Um, gentleman passed away by 87 years old. The, uh, the, he has four daughters and a son, and the son was sick. And the daughter that I know best, her husband, was the executor of the estate. And I thought, okay, this is, this is good. This is good. So I know, I know who's who here. And uh, so I'd see her and I'd say, hey, um, what are y'all going to do with that engine? Well, we think we're going to donate to the fire company. I, you know, and you ever heard one of those ideas and you just oh, go. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, anything, but that. Doesn't even, anything but that. Yeah. It doesn't even right. make sense. The, it doesn't sound like. Right. And then the next time it was like, uh, we're going to donate that to um, uh, the campground. And I was like, oh, God. And at and that time, I couldn't contain myself. I said, well, let me know when you do that so I can go up there and take all the brass off of and, and steal all the parts off for the campers do, you know. <laughs> I, went back and, I went back and apologized for that. I said, I'm sorry. But uh, anyway, they, they finally, they came to me, and I said, I really want to buy it. And, um, and uh, they said, well, you know, sister number two wants it. And uh, so they said, well, then the executor called me one day and he said, Charlie, who can I get to appraise this thing? So I said, well, I know a guy up Ohio way that's bought and sold 
so he claimed 70 engines. You probably know who that is. And if I can, if, if I can yeah. say the name, I will. Uh, and uh, so he was passing through on his way back to North Carolina. And uh, I said, uh, can you stop by, call this guy and stop by and look at this engine and tell him what, what it's worth. So he did, and he gave him a price range from, you know, from eight to $12,000 for it. And uh, we knew that the boiler was, you know, bad. It had been derated down to 56 pounds by the state. Never was condemned, but it derated down to 56 pounds by calculations oh, wow. of the thin spots. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I uh, so I stayed in contact with the executive of the state. And they said, well, sister number two wants it for the low low side of the estimate. And But not everybody's agreeing with that. And uh, so I... I told my wife, I said, I, I got to come up with a plan here. So I had, on the side of my job, I, I buy and sell stuff. Anything I can buy and sell, I do. And mm -hmm. I had come I had come up with some, a, a good, you know, a chunk of money that I hadn't really worked too hard for, but uh, I had uh, bought and sold some stuff and hit, hit some pretty good deals. So uh, I sat down at work one day and I said, uh, I wrote a letter to the executor and I said to the, to the, uh, heirs of uh, this estate. I said, I have, uh, I, I praise the father, the, their father for, and their grandfather for keeping this machine going and, you know, being a, just keeping it painted and keeping it uh, fixed up and running it and doing the things they've done over the years. And, and then I offered them more uh, than the, uh, than the estimate, than the high side of the estimate. Uh -huh. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't playing around. I didn't, I didn't want to think that. I didn't want to muddy the water. offer would yeah. really catch their attention. It, yeah. 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 It was kind of like that $80 upgrade on the airplane seat, you know? <laughs> 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 if I owned the engine, I wouldn't go miss the money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I, uh, uh, so, you know, I saw one of the brother-in-laws later on and he said that, that letter, that letter did it at my house, Charlie. He said that was, that was strong, and uh, and I told them if you know if they would let me have it, I would fix it up and it would run again, and it would be in the local parade. Where only thing it's known for around here is is the local parade, and uh, so I'll do that in a couple of weeks again for the second time. Not like you were just wanting so, to go but, put it in your yard for yard art; you were wanting to restore it and do something with it and see. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I it's was. Glory yeah, this, yeah, right. I said this thing can live live again and entertain again, and it can be part of the community again forever and, and your and your memories your memories can live on you know even better than mine because i don't have any memories of it of it running i uh i do have a picture of my brothers and myself on it and i think i'm seven years old and i think that's the day i first saw that engine and uh and it was setting steamed up after the parade that i'm gonna run it here in two weeks and uh uh, the owner got up on it and either rolled it over or um, or turned the blower on uh, the draft on, and uh, it uh, it suited up my shirt, my white shirt my mom had on. I remember my mom going, "Oh my god!" And, and I thought I thought it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me uh -huh. when it when it you know when I when, when it when it was when it was running and and it. Even the stuff on my shirt was like, oh, that's cool. Shit right there. <laughs> I, know, I, just, I remember that. I remember that moment. So, uh, but. Uh, so before you but I had, got the engine. Oh, sorry. 
before yeah, you got right. the engine bot, were you did you dive into the Steam community at all in any way before that, or, or involved at any shows or running engines? Yeah, yeah. Before I bought that engine, uh, well, so yeah, when I was bitten by the Steam bug mm-hmm. was when I when I went up to see the old guy with this the, this fifteen engine fifteen horse engine my granddaddy's engine, and uh, he uh, so he was uh, so it came. I went up there maybe in the fall or something. It came next spring, and, and I went up there to see him. He said, I'm going to fire this engine up Wednesday. And I said, okay. I said, I got to work Wednesday. He said, well, come on up. And I was like, oh, I got to work Wednesday. So, you know, and it's like May, and, and I'm <laughs> a John Deere dealership, and May is kind of busy. And uh, so uh, I didn't forget about it, but I just didn't know how I was going to get there. So at 3 o'clock, he, he calls me and goes, hey, you going to come up here? I was like, uh, yeah, I'll be right there. So I bolt out of work and I go up there and, uh, he, uh, he's got it sitting there and he says, you know, pull this lever this way and that lever that way. And, and, uh, so we back it up and get in his driveway. He's got nowhere to run it. Uh, I mean, he's got like a hundred feet of flat driveway mm-hmm. and, but he puts me on it and tells me what to do. And I get it. I get it going down his driveway and, and I'm thinking I'm standing where my grandfather stood doing what my grandfather did. And my life was changed forever. Sure. I mean, it, yeah. it was, it was a powerful moment. And, and I came away from there knowing that it wasn't going to be too many years before I owned a steam engine. So, uh, my life was coming together pretty good at about 40 some years old and, and uh, had to uh, get some money in the bank from my girls' college funds. And and uh, I took a picture of that engine at work and put right beside my computer screen, beside my telephone. That was my goal. I, I was going to work hard enough to make some money to, to buy an engine. So, Reminded uh, you every so day that's there. what I did. Reminded every day that, that what, I was, what my goal was, what I needed to do. So well, I had a job that um, I got an annual commission. So at the end of the year, I'd get a check for about half my salary, half of what I was going to make that year. So mm-hmm. worked real good for saving money and uh, sure. come, coming up with a bulk of cash. But uh, so I get on the internet uh, and I uh, found a website called the Traction Engine Pages out of the UK. And a guy has a Case 50 advertised and he's in Kansas. And uh, so I, um, I reach out to him, I email him. And, uh, and this is probably, I'm going to say this is somewhere around 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he shoots me some short answers. He's not much on emailing back. And so finally, I've got I've communicated with him probably a year or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, finally I said well, I want to talk to you. So give me your phone number or something. So or call me on this number or something like that. So you know he's like you know if you're going to buy a steam engine, you got to come out here and look or send somebody that knows something about a boiler to come out here and look. You know you're buying it. I'm not I'm not shoving it down your throat to buy it. And um, so uh, I go to a show, a little show over in the valley, Shenandoah Valley. I uh, go to, go up to one of the guys I see get off good off of an engine and start up a conversation with him. And I said, uh, if I wanted to buy an engine and I knew where one was at, I said, would you be willing to go with me and look at it? And uh, so he uh, he said, yeah, yeah. He later on told me, he said, I thought that was about a one in a million chance that I'd be going anywhere with you to look at an engine. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> he said, 
but but uh so i contacted him stayed in touch with him and finally about uh thanksgiving uh, a little before thanksgiving um i called him up and i said can you you available a couple weeks to fly out to kansas he's like uh I ain't never flown before. <laughs> I said, I said, well, that'll be all right. It'll be a good experience. So we flew to uh, Wichita, rented a car, and drove out to Haviland, Kansas, and bought the 50 case, uh, a later 50 case. Um, took a UT meter with us and, and uh, crawled around in it and looked at it. And uh, it was an engine. Uh, the boys name were Chitwood, and they had bought it from Tom Turning. Okay, that's what I, I yeah. was getting to say. That's kind of you know Wichita and Tom Turning and all the rest of them. You know, it's not too yeah. far. It's it's a little ways from my neck of the woods, but it, it's definitely familiar yeah. familiar territory. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we got here a little before Christmas and uh, uh, started working on it, and they all wondering what the hell we had. You know, I didn't know. Um, you know, to this point, I'd run an engine about five minutes. Sure. You know, and <laughs> like, uh, like so, like panic, uh, where do I start and what do I do? And yeah, yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah. So the bunkers, the bunkers are all rusted, rotted out on it, but uh, uh, it's pretty good. So I, uh, I, um, I'm looking at it. So I thought, well, let me go down to Somerset. So I ride down to Somerset one day, and I and uh, I go into uh, Gil and, and his dad, Mr. Roberts, are finishing up milking or there in the, in the uh, milking parlor there. And I walk in there and I said, uh, I told him who I was. And I knew Bill, Bill Roberts because he had uh, helped me sell a little John Deere L at the show one time. And uh, I knew him. And I never met Gil. And I said, uh, hey, uh, I, I bought an engine. I bought a 50 case engine. And uh, got it up at my house, and they were like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they said, "You need to meet Bill Dove." And uh, uh, so I, uh, I said, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll look him up, you know, and I'll try to get in touch with him. I don't know if I got his number or anything, but I, uh, uh, that's like on a Wednesday. So I think Sunday morning, I'm on the internet, and uh, I, I'm on smokestacks." And I asked somebody who builds bunkers for an engine, who can build bunkers for an engine. And was it John Haley or some of the Haley boys build bunkers at one time? Yeah. yeah somebody, so yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody suggested that name, I think. And, uh, and Bill, Bill's on there and steam mech 1950, you know, steam mechanic 1950. And he's like, uh, who are you and where are you at? I, I thought I knew where all the engines were in Virginia. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> brought a fresh one in there, fresh meat. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, uh, I said, I'm, you know, up near Crozet. And uh, he's like, call me. So I called him. And him and Bill Roberts up here in in an hour. They're, they're up here in an hour. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is this is this is good. Pretty, this is getting serious. Yeah, this is getting serious. This is, yeah, yeah. These guys are getting serious. So, so, you know, I, you know, the friendship that comes with a steam engine is uh, something I was never prepared for. Uh, it, it's it that that part has been just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's and, almost uh, automatic so, at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I told I told somebody one time. I said I didn't have friends until I had teenagers. <laughs> I had I had co I I had brothers, cousins, and and uh, coworkers, yeah, but I didn't yeah. have any friends. Sure, you know, whole another family and, in its uh, own. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, I said I'm gonna take these bunkers off, and and uh, the boy that went with me, he put a fake tank under him. He put a uh, put an insert tank underneath of him. And yep. uh, Bill calls me one day. He comes up a couple more times. He's looking at it. And we're talking about what I need to do. One day he calls me. He says, go to the uh, store and get go to the plumbing supply place and get a 20-foot uh, section or 21-foot section of uh, Schedule 80, three-quarter inch pipe. Uh, uh, me, and, me and another guy coming up there this Saturday, and we're going to repipe that engine for you. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I said I got I got to work I got to work Saturday morning because no problem we'll, we'll, we'll tinker with it there while we so yeah here comes Bill with a bucket full of fittings and repipes that engine and and I I get the bunkers back and paint them up and get them on and everything plumbed in there and Bill's coaching me along the way and so finally we we get we get water in it and. Do a little hydro on it, and the next thing you know, we're, we got it. We got it going. I'm running up down the driveway with it. So <laughs> it, it was. It was pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's neat to you know back in those early 2000s smokestack. I mean, that was the place to be. I mean, that's where. I mean, I got on there every night as a kid, looking at different stuff and looking at pictures. And I remember yeah. the the first time I kind of found it, I went. I got my dad. I said, Dad, check this out. Look at all these people posting about this stuff. You know and you talk about them messaging you know, and that's how you got a hold of new people back then at the time, you know, and, and found out about stuff. It was before Facebook and all that, you know, it was just yeah. kind of a community yeah. of its own at, at one point and not so much anymore, but it sure was back then. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was, it took off from there. So, uh, so anyway, I had that engine and, uh, uh, got it going. I guess I got it going that summer and, um, are, and uh, so they were like, uh, you got to come to steam school. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Wish I'd known about it before. So I go to steam <laughs> school and then, and uh, we, uh, and then show it that, that next year. And uh, I guess it was 2005 was the first year I, I, sh- I showed it at Somerset. And then right after the show, uh, Bill, Dove, Bill Roberts, and Buddy Hale and I got on the airplane and went to roll off. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was Case Expo out there. So, uh, so I told Bill, I said, "You help me get this engine like it needs to be. I'll buy your airplane ticket out to roll off." He said, "You got a deal." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I think we did the uh, we had to do the uh, upper cannon shaft. We had to rebabbit that. Tighten it up, but the, the gears are pretty respectable and it's a nice engine, still a nice engine. Yeah, that, uh, I don't own it. I don't own it. I, after I bought the other one, I was like, okay, this is going to take quite a quite a bit of money here. So let me let me just not own two engines. Sure, sure. Uh, so I I sold that one and and uh, didn't have anything to run for four or five years and which which helped me get the. I think if I had something to run, it, 
might have been a little hard to fix one up. So still, still time to play like that, or focus on the project and get it done there. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about. Yeah. Go ahead, Jake. Lucky, lucky uh, engines that fifty still right there in the area, so it's not out of your neck of the woods. You still get to see it and, and play with it whenever you want. I, I assume. Yeah, yeah, it's up in Haymarket, Virginia. Aaron has it up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about Steam School there. Was that at Somerset? They have a Steam School there, don't they? Is that where you went? Or yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. We I I I'd like to support that. I uh, I think you gotta. You you've got to do that. You've got to do shows. Um, you've got to you've got to you know. It's you know, I was thinking today. This thing might be a little bit. You know, one of these days you you're going to have to liquidate an engine or or somebody's got to own it. Uh, and uh, I kind of like to you know think in terms of getting getting out of something what I got in it you know, monetarily. Sure. And, but I don't, I don't own them for yeah. that reason. I mean, the, certainly the 15 won't ever, ever go anywhere. But, uh, somebody said one time, if you're not supporting the show, you're not supporting ownership of an engine. You're not, you're going to, you know, we're all going to have a bunch of boat anchors sitting around here one of these days because nobody's interested. Nobody knows well, to be yeah, interested. I mean, if you don't yeah. take the engine of the show, then other people don't see it and maybe want the want for one someday or want to get into it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, and and and, and that's kind of like the uh, professional athlete thing. There's a there's a million kids playing high school football and college football. But how many of them go pro? So you got to show this engine to you know a thousand kids before there's going to be somebody who grows up and gets in their forties and probably has money enough to buy one. Sure. sure. You know, so <laughs> you've got to do a lot of cultivation. Yeah. To, uh, to, ha to have somebody and maybe, you know, maybe you're just an old man and want to see somebody else run it, you know, sure. and, and you can't, you, know, you can't, or, or you got more, more, you know, multiple engines and, and, you know, you can't run but one. So. Yeah. I think we all enjoy uh, yeah. playing around at home and, and all that stuff. But in the end, I think we all kind of share the fact that we'd like to go to shows and show our stuff off. And then again, and see mm -hmm. the steam family while you're there and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were interviewing uh, Mr. Robertson Gill at Wasion one year. I think Gill made the head of, well, they had the little gar there. And uh, Gill said, it's the people that make the show. It's not these tractors. Sure. Yeah, so, definitely the people. Yeah, that's just, that's just com common ground to get us all in the, in the same showgrounds or the same same state or same area. After that, it's it's all history. Lots of, <laughs> lots of liquid stories after that. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I don't know if the I don't know if the Harley Riders group are, are as close as the Steam community or maybe all communities are, you know, but you know, when you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, we're coming up that way and we'd like to stop in. They're like, Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. You play sleep, <laughs> you know. <It's> like <laughs> My wife is always, uh, if we're going on a trip somewhere, well, uh, where, whose place are we staying at or what steam thing are we seeing along the way? Whatever, yeah. you know, it's, I know that's definitely on my, uh, uh, thought anytime we go somewhere. Yeah. So after you, uh, bought the 15 there, how many years did you spend working on it before you finally got to enjoy it again? It was five years. Five years. Five years. I, it sat here after I got, uh, home, I, uh, uh, in the spring. It was, uh, I had the boiler up to Jonas's the next spring. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry, Chris. I didn't know that. I didn't know I could bring it up to Missouri. Oh no, I, we weren't even. No, 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 nothing like that. We weren't even in the business back then. Now, I, my dad bought a. Oh, okay. My dad bought a, a boiler from Jonas in two thousand. Oh, I got to think about six oh, or gosh. seven or something. Really, he was just talking about it last week. Uh-huh. Uh, no, uh-huh. that was that was before we were doing anything or anything like that. Jonas does great work. Uh, yeah. And, and, but uh, yeah, I'd, uh, then you kind of had that waiting ter- period there, waiting on the boiler and working on stuff at home. Then in between, or did you wait until you got the new boiler back before you ever did anything else? I, I probably didn't do as much as I as, as I should have while I was. Uh, sure. I, you know, after I got the boiler back, I had to do all the links and and. Uh, get those done and and uh, i worked on those wheels a lot um that was that was a whole lot of work the rear wheels and then i uh i didn't do as much as i should but it was so i made out i'm not going to mention how long it was at jonas's because it wasn't there as long uh as some other people's were so i felt a little bad about that but uh uh, buddy hale had had his engine up there and and, uh, jonas and buddy get along real good and so anytime I went, I took Buddy with me. So <laughs> and and uh, so it took twice as long as he said, but half as long as as a whole lot of other people were there. So sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's definitely a waiting period, and and we run into it with different customers of uh, whether they're doing some work themselves or whether we're doing all of it or whatever. And I kind of the guys that are doing some stuff themselves, I kind of stress that upon them of, you know, hey, let's why don't you go ahead and get this done while you're waiting on us and one thing or another. And that way, when you get this thing back, you can you can start enjoying it right off the bat. You know, uh, I think yeah. that's, in, in the end, that's all we want is a little bit of satisfaction there. Yeah. So yeah. It, it took me uh, it took me another two years after I got the after I got the boiler back to get it to what mm-hmm. uh, And I know, I, you know, it wasn't, a, it, the, you know, it's getting it right not getting it fast it was it was my grandfather's engine so i i wanted it to be you know yeah. I, I wasn't in a hurry i wasn't in a hurry i wanted to get it right and i had to come up with some way it's a bobtail engine so i had to come up with a little i got a little water wagon behind it that uh, a little tender that uh, i came upon and got that so i had to do that and uh, i've yet to get the canopy canopy back on it so i have kind of mixed emotions about the canopy so yeah, bobtail <laughs> engines. It's kind of a personal thing. Our 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 fifty horse case is a bobtail, and my grandpa always wanted the canopy on it. And then one day, my dad just decided to take it back off of there, and it's never went back on there since. He always liked it without the canopy, you know. And yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you said about the water wagon there, a tender there. Not a lot of room on the back of them bobtails for for holding very much firewood at all. And uh, it's kind of a must for an engine like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, I had, a, I had a vision the whole way through on, on what I wanted and how, how it came out. And, uh, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Oh, yeah. I, I would be, too. It sure does look nice. I'll have to, uh, have to poke you for some pictures here. We'll add to our Facebook post when this goes out. Put some, maybe a before picture or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, that one with you and uh, the first time you've seen it there or whatever. Uh, there may be some pictures along the way and then uh yeah what it looks like today you know i didn't i don't have a real good of, of things on the way of uh have it sitting here in the yard the way i got it i have that picture and uh i guess i got a, you know picture of the boiler going up the, on the trailer and picture of it coming back and uh uh but uh close-ups of everything going on i 
Uh, I don't know if my work is is worth it. <laughs> I wanted too much documentation on that. <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll provide one again. You um, sure that'd be great. Uh, how many? Yeah, uh, and anything would be great. Do you take it to a, very many shows, or how many shows do you usually take it to a year? So so far, I've just had it Somerset twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had it Steam School this year. Uh, and uh, last year, I wanted to take it to uh, the show up near Win- Winchester, Virginia, call it. We call it the Berryville Show, Shenandoah Valley, Steam and Gas. And uh, it went there all during the late 60s and early 70s for about 10 years. And um, so this year, I'm going to get it to that show. And there'll be a handful of people there that were probably teenagers, you know, and, and will remember it. Uh, so that's going to be awful special. I, I went to that show with the engine. The old guy had it, and he took it to that show. And I went up there and, and hung out with him at that show. With it, came back to work on uh, Monday, and I said, "Oh man, I had a great weekend. I went and, and helped run my granddaddy's steam engine." And, and everybody said, uh, "One of those things blew up in Ohio this weekend." I was like, "What?" <laughs> That was that was that weekend. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, that's a that's a buzz kill, man. What are you telling me that for? You know. So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the that was the one year that it had been it hadn't been it hadn't been back there since. So this would be the first year. So what what year was that? Not not a good reference point, but what year was that? Uh that was two thousand three, no. Yeah, I don't know. I wanna say it was old. I was later than that. Was 01, but well, I, I was gonna say 2001 first, say and then three popped in. I'm not. I don't quite remember. <laughs> I bought the. I right bought the 50. The, that was right during the Mason yeah. show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mason show and the Maryville show the same weekend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I think I bought the 50 within a year after that. Yeah. I thought. I think about the 50 in 2004. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess yeah. I would kind of yeah. So yeah, anyways, somewhere back there. Yeah, been quite a few years yeah. ago now. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, do you have any other projects on Outlook for Steam stuff, or just gonna stick with the the one engine, or in the back of your mind, do you ever have or something else that's kind of itching, or? Well, um, last spring we went. My brother wanted a tractor, a used tractor, and. We found one over in West Virginia, and we went over and looked at it, and and uh, uh, had a little shop there. And walked in the shop, and there was a, a double solar freight. Oh yeah. Sitting in the guy's shop, I was like, "Huh, this looks like been dragged out down a barn here lately." Guy goes, "Yeah, yeah, it's been sitting in a barn for about 30, 40 years." I said, well, "That's interesting." I said, "You gonna get it fixed? Are you gonna get it fixed up?" And the boy working in the shop said, "Well." He won't take time to fix it up, but, you know, I'll he'll, I'll have to fix it up for him. And uh, I said, well, get busy. So I told him who we were, and if you wanted to come to steam school, come to Somerset and, and all that. And all of a sudden, he said, uh, there's another one sitting up the roadways. I was like, really? Really? He goes, yeah, it's a case. And I said, oh, that, that's interesting. So... Anyway, it's sitting here in the yard now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny how that works out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I've got a, I've, I got another fifty that's uh, late, late. I think it's a twenty. No, no tag, no serial number tag on it, but the boiler number. Uh, I put that out there on smokestacks one day, and some other people came back. Uh, uh, somebody, somebody's got Chuck Sindler's, uh list, I think now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I, they, I, they, 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 yeah. they, they fed me some boiler number and serial numbers and, mm-hmm. you know, that people had that still had both of them together. So it comes out to be a, looks like it's a 1920. Okay. But it's got everything there. The pump is there. The injectors are there. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, siphon is in the bunkers. It's got, uh, Everything, everything is complete. It's, I can't find anything that's missing off of it. Well, that's about half uh, the feet. Half the time is just if you don't have to hunt up different parts and pieces or whatever, it makes things go pretty easy. Uh, restoring yeah. sometimes. Yeah. We've been, and uh, it needs when, a little t- tube sheet work, but other than that, it's it's pretty decent board. When was the last time it was run? <laughs> Probably about thirty years ago. He talked yeah. about being at that guy's place, and he's like, "Oh, there's just that right down the road. Here's another one." and you know where we live at here. Uh, of course, we 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 know most of the steam people around this area. But like I always tell Jake, like most of the guys to go see another guy with a steam engine from me, you got to go 50 miles or so. You know, and uh, one time we were in uh, all kind of east of Des Moines area in Iowa, and we went and visited a guy where an engine was, and he's like, "Well, you know, there's just one right up the road there too, if you want to go look at it." And I'm like, "Oh, really?" I said, "Well, how far?" You know, he's like, "Ah, maybe three or four miles." So we go to that guy's house, and we're looking at this. Uh, I believe it's a Russell engine, and we're uh, looking at that thing. And then that guy goes, "You know, there's another engine just a mile from there." And this is that had never happened in my life to see that many just consecutively of <laughs> engines that I didn't know about or didn't had never heard about. You know, and then later you talk to some of the. You know, I remember talking to John Chirac, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we we'd seen those engines before, but." So where the Russell engine was, just a, a mile or two to the north of there, there was a Reeves engine sitting there, you know. And it's like, man, I've never in, just stumbled upon uh, three engines like that in my time, you know. And, and uh, I hope it happens more someday, but it's just kind of ironic sometimes right. how that, that works out. It makes the day pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, There's not a lot of engines in Virginia. I was kind of trying to count up. I think there might be 15 engines in the state. Oh, really? Virginia, yeah. I was thinking oh, that. Wow, that's yeah. not very many. Yeah, that's not very many at all. I was thinking there was a guy that no. uh, made a list up of engines in Missouri, uh, in uh, running and non-running engines, and I believe it was like around a hundred engines or something or other is what he he came up with. And I know the percentage yeah. of of running ones from that is probably at least half or so, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I didn't figure they were that scarce out your way. I figured it was it was is surely more than that. Yeah, no, no. I, well, it might be, but I mean, you know, I haven't. Maybe I'll have a day like you did one day, where it would be. <laughs> yeah. Getting to pick up and start yeah, driving yeah. and ask him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We joke so, about that. Yeah, I, I ask Christy. everybody. You know, I, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up and say, hey, I got one of these. And, oh, that's pretty neat. And I was like, you don't happen to know where that was. One oh, yeah. Christy. I think that's, that's like an doing. automatic thing for anybody that's in the it, hobby is is asking somebody uh, along the way, hey, do you ever seen any steam engines or prairie tractors or anything like that around this area, you know? And it uh, it's, it's in our blood, so it's all we think about, it seems like, sometimes. Yeah. Those are really yeah, the hunt, fun the hunt wild is, goose chases, okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it makes a makes a lot of fun along the way. So, well, uh, do you uh, have a few questions here and different stuff? Uh, like, if you were wanting to recommend to somebody that was wanting to go out and buy an engine and look at an engine, what kind of recommendations could you give uh, for somebody wanting to do so? Well, if I really liked them, I might tell them not to. <laughs> <laughs> you should go directly to the wife and see if she can bribe right, you one yeah. way or another and right. fund the hobby a right. little ways. Yeah, just just come help me. Um, <laughs> say, uh, no, I don't know. I would say, you know, get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of opportunities out there to enjoy steam engines without owning one. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody said the other. Somebody said the other day. They said, um, "God, everybody in the steam community is so friendly and has invited me to come to this show and that show and and." I just can't believe how friendly everybody is. And I said, where'd that short of help? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I would, I would certainly hope that if you had the interest to, to get into one, that, that, uh, the avenues opened up for you. And I would certainly, uh, I would say, you know, you know, get some experience. I, I certainly don't recommend it doing it the way I did. I mean, you know, I, I bought an engine before I hardly knew anything about it. Uh, only thing I knew was to ask somebody that did know, and luckily I found someone that was willing to go with me and check it out. And when we were out there in, in Kansas checking out that engine, I said, "Would would uh, should I buy this engine?" And, and the boy said, uh, and he had asked me before we went. He said, now, "If we get out there and, and you get cold feet, uh, what should I do? Mm-hmm. You know what you know what is what should I do?" And I said. Uh, if I get out there and I get cold feet and don't want to buy the engine, I said, you're going to find yourself in a very good position and you'll owe me for an airplane ticket. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and he's like, okay. So, you know, so I, I, we were looking at the engine and I said, is this kind of engine you buy? And he said, this engine's going back to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Either, you know, whether you own it or not. One way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, "I really like, I really want a '65," uh, and within a year, within a year, he had one. So, mm-hmm. uh, so his dad told me he said that was one of the most expensive free trips that boy has ever been on. Because <laughs> 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 it, it just, it, it, yeah. Not he every had, day he somebody walks up to you and wanting to take you somewhere to look at an engine and everything else. And... Right. Yeah. So he had, uh, he had. Um, uh, he had a peerless that was really nice. He fixed up, and he had a, uh, a half scale case that he had, him and his dad had built when they, when he was like fifteen years old. So mm-hmm. uh, he knew he knew what to look for and whatnot. So, but uh, yeah, it seems like I mean I've I've never met anybody in the hobby that isn't willing to help one way or another. And uh, I've got a pretty good friend of ours that uh, really good friend now that at one point in our life didn't know him at all and, and came up to us at a steam show and was saying, hey, you know, I'd li- I'd like to buy an engine and it's kind of a very similar story to yours. You know, he, my dad went on a trip with him and they went and looked at an engine and he bought the engine and he's just been part of the steam family ever since, you know, and it, uh, oh, yeah. it, it's not very, it's not very hard sometimes to get involved like that. Yeah. Now I will say this about shows. And when I was, uh, I was running around looking at engines and going to shows, it's kind of hard to find, it's kind of hard to recognize who owns an engine. I mean, if the guy's running it mm-hmm. here, out there, it it right. y'all's way. I mean, if that engine's going, he's it's running, and and the guy's on it, and you can pretty much figure out who it is. 
But for the general public and somebody wants to know who owns the engine, it's a little hard to, I found it a little hard to find those guys uh, to know who they were. I mean, they're not working, they're not wearing a hat that says, you know, I'm a, I'm an engine I own, owner. I own this. And they have a t-shirt on their back at yeah, the time. Or right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a little hard to find those. But uh, I did see uh, Rick step up on the engine and tend it for a little bit. And when he did, I, I went over and started talking to him. And, um, but once you got one, you meet a whole lot of people real quick. <laughs> So you did oh, some... yeah. you want you want to get you want to get involved. You just own a own an engine, and then people will come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you did some traveling yeah. to Rolog there, and what other shows have you been to? Traveled to and stuff like that that you'd recommend? Well, definitely National Thrashers. I mean, that's that was that was the, the pinnacle of owning the fifty and take, bringing it up there. Uh, that was just a wonderful, wonderful experience, and. Uh, Oh, long I've been uh, I've been to Mason one time. I'd like to get back to there, but the Berryville show conflicts with that. Uh, we always go down to North Carolina to Edders. Um, it's just a lot of stuff down there, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's good. It's a good show. It draws a lot of people in. A lot of kind of end of the year for us. Kind of wrap up on yeah, the, for, the, for the east and the east and the south. It's a little bit of a wrap up of the season, so that's always good. Pretty late there, early November uh-huh. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'd like to, I'd like to get out a little bit more. Uh, uh, I'd like to make it out to um, uh, Kevin and, and Corey's show out there, and uh, I can't come up with the town in my and head right now. Andover out there. Andover, and yeah. Over, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's one I've never been out there. Yeah. So I'd like to make it out there, but uh, any any of them I can get to, and take time to get to. Sure, I haven't really been to many shows down by you, but what would be What's something that maybe sticks out to you that's different from like the shows in your area to shows that you've been to out out west, National Thrashers, Mason, Rolog? What's is there any differences between you know how shows are run or what people are doing with engines or uh, types of engines? Well, we, is there just any any yeah. differences? Well, we don't. I mean, you know, we don't have any big engines. Uh, we do have the the mini, the twenty eight mini that Brad has uh, at Somerset. Um, after that, that's just a lot of freaks and a lot of peerlesses down here, and and um, not really not that many cases, but uh, a few. Um, at uh, you know, there's one little show that I, when I found somebody to go with me out to Wichita, uh, out of Kansas, uh, that little show just has a sawmill. They might saw five logs, so not much to do with that show, but still a good get together first show around here. Um, uh, of course, I have to plug, you know, Berryville up in, in there. That that shows just got a mill and a uh, threshing machine. Usually, I think a tractor gets on the threshing machine. Still a good show. I mean, like I say, people make the show. So anytime you get together with, with all that, um, you know, I think we do a pretty good job at Somerset. We have the benefit of, uh, you know, Gill's farm there where we can plow some ground. And, you know, we got the sawmill and the pruning brake excelsior machine, which just pulls pretty hard. That's 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 kind of an interesting machine and we got the steam shed there so i think we we mr roberts always said you know he wanted somerset to be a working machine a working show so um we can have you know five or six engines running at at one time at somerset so uh i think we do a good job with that pretty good variety and and a lot of stuff going on by the way it sounds 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can get going pretty good there for a little bit. Nothing nothing to compare with you guys. Show y'all have this wonderful wonderful big shows out there. Yeah, but you could you could put on just as good of a show with two or three engines working all day long as you can with forty engines sitting there boiling water. Yeah, I think at the end, yeah, people see stuff going on. That's what really draws it back. Just walking by one boiling water there, I, I don't think it really sets a very big impression if you get them out there and, and build them a sawmill or go plowing or thrashing or whatever. I think that's what really leaves the impression on people in the end. Yeah, I know. I know. Either, uh, or, what, even just moving them around. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. Just going out for a joyride. Just keep the keep the thing moving. And uh, that's, I mean, we talk about Mason a lot, but Mason does that. Guys are just on the engine. There's just stuff moving all the time and just stuff isn't sitting around. And I think that leaves an impression too. I uh, I remember, you know, I got this 50 horse in here and uh, and running around, and that's one thing, you know, you drive it up the hill, it it doesn't really work, and the governor hardly does anything to know what you're doing, and then you get to a show, and you put it on the sawmill, and you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty good, and the saw gets in the log, and, it, and it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, good lord, this thing's really making some noise here, you know, it's like, this is pretty good, this is good, and, then they say, hey, bring that thing over here to the break, Charlie. And the next thing you know, you're like, holy smokes, and this thing is, <laughs> <you know? laughs> this is a whole lot going on. See what and you made think, wow, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and then they say, hook it to the plow. And then, then when it's, you know, I think that's the ultimate, because when you're moving and everything about the engine is working then. You know, the wheels are working, the gears are working, uh, you know, you got to steer it and, and it, just everything is going on and you're like holy smokes this is you know if you don't if you aren't happy at, happy and tired at the end of that day you're you know go find something else to do because that's a bit, that's, yeah. that's a good day yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's where you're, that's also where you're going to find the whether or not your mechanical fixes that you've been working on throughout the year have uh, have been successful or not yeah yeah that, that rubber meets the road there sure enough you figure it out right then. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it's funny what brings us all together in the end is, is the hobby and, and the friendships. And, uh, you know, when you were, uh, restoring your engine and stuff like that, sounds like you had a lot of help along the way of, of people to call and ask and ask how to do certain things. Uh, you know, was there any time you were working on stuff? Uh, how did you go about things? Did you have a, a pretty good mindset of fixing certain things or did you always, relate back to somebody else and, and ask kind of their opinion, uh, being new to the hobby and all that stuff, or how'd you go about things like that? Well, I didn't, I didn't have my ace in the hole bill to ask. Uh, he was, he was a good friend that had all the answers and, and machine shop to do the stuff with. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, uh, you know, it's a good network. Brad, Brad Kelly was certainly a resource and, uh, uh, Gil, Gil and I built the, the, uh, a platform in the back and, so those two, those two were big help. I couldn't have done it without them. You know, I had to farm out a lot of the machine work that I'd like to have been able to do myself. I just don't have that that kind of talent and that kind of machine. But uh, uh, Gil had to come up and and help me get the heater back on it and uh, get 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 that lined up and whatnot. So he he helped me with that. And then uh, another guy helped me with the heater. I had to put the tubes in the heater, so mm-hmm. I had to had to get some help with that. So yeah, no, I'm I'm I know you can ask. I know there's just nobody. 
nobody's withholding too much information in, in the STEAM community. Usually. No, no, it, it definitely yeah. seems like people are there to help. Yeah. If if you show the willpower, if that's what you want to do, and taking the the hobby serious, yeah. it definitely seems like the help is plentiful. But uh, we got it. I mean, I I um, um, bought a, 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 a it's got a marsh pump on it, and uh, so I I. It had a little marsh pump on it, a B, I think, and I got a, a BB on it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Dan Donaldson helped me with that. That had a, uh, I got that. Um, uh, somebody, uh, Brad, found that for me, and then and then Dan helped me with the uh, a new piston plunger and everything, rod and everything, and got to that. So that was that was somebody that really helped me. Um, so yeah, a lot of help along the way. Uh, my governor was rebuilt. Uh, Sam Myers did the governor, and that that works really good. And so, uh, yeah, I had to, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not the do it do it yourself kind of guy. I can't do it all, so I had to pay pay for a lot of machine work and and stuff like that. Sure. So Jonas Jonas did the engine too. He put a crankshaft and 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 poured the mains and uh, bored, you know, did all the the uh, valve chest and cylinder and everything yeah it sounds like uh i seen those pictures you sent earlier of your engine it sure looked really really nice it uh it'd be nice to like we said earlier share some pictures of it with some uh, listeners and everything to kind of show off your piece there yeah i'll send those out tomorrow sure sure it's been a been a wonderful ride to to do uh to be part of this community i just can't say enough for the for the friendship and the camaraderie the getting together and uh, the sharing of knowledge and and everything just it's just been a wonderful wonderful experience one i hope yeah, to get back to, to to people in the future yeah yeah that's for sure it's it's kind of hard to think about not being a part of this community or a part of this hobby people ask you ask you what you do for for fun and you know, out in the middle, in the middle of the field sweating on a 90 degree day on the back of a hot steam engine when everybody else is on a boat or out in the water or something i mean i would yeah. i wouldn't trade it for nothing like there's just uh, there's not enough money in the world to get me to not be a part of this yeah, yeah somebody said one time that they they said uh what are you gonna do this weekend and and they said oh we're gonna go play golf and it was like august in virginia and, the, and he goes my god how do y'all manage to play golf in this kind of heat and they looked at him and go don't you own a steam engine to run it in August? He goes, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Once you, once you own a steam engine and, and you bring your steam engine home and you wash that, you really can't say a whole lot about it. What anybody else does with their free time. You, you can't, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> any ability, any, any ability to judge somebody on what they do is like, uh, yeah, you were doing what Saturday morning, Sunday evening? <laughs> it's definitely not the normalist of hobbies by any means. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's certainly not. Yeah, it's all in good fun, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, for us, it's a it's a family affair. I mean, the kids look forward to it, and I hope that one day that they pick it up. And and I think Jake feels the same about his uh, son there, and uh, hopefully you know they keep the the tradition alive and and get some other people interested and all that kind of stuff it uh i like just like jake said i can't imagine it any other way at this point in my life you know yeah you guys uh you guys have had a whole different path than i had i mean you all you all are kind of like the guy i bought the 15 from you, you don't there hasn't been a day in your life when there wasn't a steam engine probably yeah i know no, for it, jake uh, yeah and, and same for yeah, me i was yeah. born into it and uh it's yeah. just uh something that's been in my life ever since and 
at certain parts of life wasn't as active as as what we are have been for say the past 20 years uh yeah. but but always been involved one way or another yeah yeah we went to shows i was um my dad got to enjoy the 50 horse when i had that one and and he was passed away by the time i was able to buy the 15 back but uh i uh i could i could get out here and my and his house is just across the hill from my house and i could get out there tinkering with that engine and, and as soon as i dropped a wrench or hit it with a hammer or made some noise my dad was over the hill he was like <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing i was like well I'm, I'm doing this today and and i want to do it this way and that way and uh uh so he was right there and went to went to some shows with me so that was that was that was good good that he got got to see it good because he remembers i you know he the engine, he was born in 22 and the engine was sold in 23 but granddaddy must have had something else because um, he said, I remember toddling around out there and there was some engines, you know, there was some engines sitting around out, uh, out here on the hill because my dad was raised in the house that I was raised in, that, that the White House that I sent you a picture of earlier. Mm-hmm. He, he remembers some. And then he remembers a portable that his grandfather, his grandfather had being sold and, uh, when he was a young man. And um, I, I have no idea what that was or where it went. But um, so he he was he knew about he knew about them, but never had the opportunity to run one of them. And my dad was my dad actually had a job as being a machinist at one time, which would have helped considerably if he had he had kept that job. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we would have maybe we would have had something back. Uh, but uh, anyway, it plays out good for me, and uh, I have two daughters and a grandson. So I hope maybe one day my grandson can know about this 15 and getting uh he's got to hurry up and grow up and, uh, <laughs> and i've got and i've got and i've got to hang on here hang on here for some years yeah i think that yeah. uh most steam people in the end they, they'd like to pass it on to the family and and unfortunately that's not the way it always is and and people choose to pass it on the hobby one way or another but i think a, a lot of steam people just like to keep it in the family for generations if they can yeah i mean i have you know, I have a very unique situation that I hope some other people have. I, I had my grandfather's house, my grandfather's engine, and my grandfather was named Charlie Black. So, uh, it's it's. I think it's cool. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, makes makes me happy. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah I neat. like it. Well, Charlie, uh, we appreciate you uh, being on here and uh, sharing your stories. Uh, that's quite the story about your 15. Uh, you know, it's just ironic to me to to have the legacy of that way back and then pick it all up again late years later. And, uh, you know, everybody gets back into the hobby one way or another, it seems like, or gets into it somehow. And, and your story is pretty unique to me. Yeah, I was uh, out of the family for about 90 years, so. Uh, but never left the community. So uh, I, I am I am so appreciative to the family that did own it and the second generation of that family for getting interested in it. And uh, uh, I mean, when when they when it was time for them to sell it, it was not a it was not all pleasant thing. I mean, settling the state's never a pleasant thing, but that sure. engine was a big part of that estate. And uh, uh, I was I didn't take that with. Uh, with the grain of salt that I was able to get that from them. And, uh, one of, one of the girls actually uh, followed the truck over here when we went and picked it up and, uh, drove down the driveway 
followed us down the driveway when we were pulling it down the driveway on the track with the tractor. And, and she said, I just want to know where it was. <laughs> and I said, you, you, you come, she never has. I said, would you come back anytime? So they, uh, one of them, one of them has been back and seen it run and, uh, an emotional experience for them to, to see it run. Sure. So, well, you never know. You yeah, may have, I can imagine somebody listening to this might get the idea struck that, Hey, maybe I should go about it the way he did, you know, cause, uh, it definitely sounds mm-hmm. like you went into it with the right approach and, uh, it can be a pretty frustrating at time. And sometimes the, the want for something and is one thing and, and trying to get the person to, you know, not everything's for sale all the time and trying to get the other person convinced or the other party convinced that, uh, you know, you're hoping to make yeah. it a good home. Uh, so some people that doesn't make a difference. Some people it's just the dollar sign and, to some people, it's a sentimental thing of, of, you know, knowing where it's going and how it's going to be taken care of from the future and all that stuff. So it, you definitely went about it the right way, by the way it sounds. Yeah, well, it, it worked out well. I don't know if I went about it the right way, but uh, it, it's it's it, it's uncharted territory. So, you you know, you just go into it. And, of course, you have to be aware of, you know, what the other side's going through. Sure. You know, uh, yeah. you, know you want it and they don't want to give it up. They don't want to have to give it up. But uh, uh, it it all it all came it all came together, but it was uh, it was a bit of a frustrating couple months there of what's going to happen with it and you know what have we got to do? And I was I was I'm not a, I'm not a writer, but I was putting all of my writing talents into that letter. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I know what you mean there. Yeah, <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. Never thought you were so poetic till you wrote all that, did you? Right, right, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Get back, Mark Twain. I'm coming through. So <laughs> 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 I'm going to get this done, guys. It, it was an honor to be asked to do this. I, uh, I uh, think that this one of this is one of the uh, monumental moments in in uh, being part of this community. So uh, I want to thank y'all for for letting me be part of your. I want to thank you for doing it. First of all, I, I, I haven't um, listened to all your all your episodes, but uh, uh, it's a wonderful thing you're doing, and uh, I commend you for. It's just it's another thing that will pull more people together, and that's a wonderful thing. So my hats well, off to you guys. We we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it, thank uh, you for that. Yes. We didn't we didn't really know how to go into it, and uh, I, I think no matter what, I, I think this is going to stick with a, hopefully stick with the future generations and and give people something to listen to that either is in the hobby or or wants to be in the hobby or or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really know what the feedback was going to be, you know. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. you know, sometimes I. Sometimes it's a little hard to break into, uh, like I said, when I, when I used to go to shows, I couldn't find the guy that owned the engine. The sure. engines were sitting there. And again, some of these shows aren't real active down here. The engine's just sitting there, sitting there. And sometimes by the time you get there, the, the guys have been running them maybe all day or, you know, ready to sit down and, sure. and uh, take a break. So uh, this is just another avenue into, you know, somebody that's into steel wheels you know, uh, they they see this and and they're like, oh, let me listen to that. I was sure. like, well, that was a neat story. I wonder where that guy that you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, oh, yeah. where's that show at? You know, so just how do you stumble upon a steam show if you're not a if you're not an old tractor guy? You know, how do you how do you hear about one? So sure. Uh, 
you know, we're not advertising on at the six o'clock news or anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, hopefully yeah. we'll, uh, we'll keep going here. I think me, Jake and I are pretty devoted to it. And like, like I said earlier, we appreciate you being on here and we'll keep plugging away and, and getting some more episodes out there for people to listen to and, uh, and some more stories. That's, that's, that's really what we wanted in the end was just the, the stories. Uh, you know, the magazines are, are still out there and you can still, you know, subscribe to the different magazines and, and read different articles. Uh, sometimes the, the writing and the reading isn't the same, uh, hearing it out of the person's mouth. And I know all of us have listened to the different old timers or different people in the hobby tell stories and, and listen to that story is, is nothing like reading it in the magazine sometimes. And I think that was Jake and I's goal here was to just get some of those firsthand for the people that couldn't be standing next to the guy uh, listening to it or halfway across the country listening to it or, or, or anything like that. So uh, I hope that we're yeah. bringing that yeah. to people. No, you are. You're doing a wonderful job. And that's why I'm honored to be asked and uh, hope, this, hope this is enough material and uh, I hope it's uh, uh, interesting for somebody out there. Absolutely. No, I, I've enjoyed it. it uh, Absolutely. Enjoyed it a lot. Enjoyed hearing the story and uh, the timeline of how everything happened for you and 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 ha where the engine was in the beginning. And not a lot of people have history like that on their engines, uh, where the stuff began and started out at it and the history of it and and all that. And you've you've just really got it from the beginning. Uh, a lot of people don't have that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, lucky that it that it didn't didn't move around a whole lot i mean i guess that's one of the benefits of it not being a real populated area a lot of a lot of people involved in it but uh, yeah i don't i can't i can't say for sure but I'm, I'm pretty sure the engine probably powered a mill that's all the lumber for the house i live in uh i don't oh, know yeah. that but i don't think anybody i don't think anybody can disprove that either but uh, sure in the beginning there, you were Probably talking not. about it getting uh, washed down the creek there in, in the hundred year flood. I just can't imagine that, you know, I mean, the amount of water to move an engine like that and everything else, that would have been a sight to see in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Not the one I'd want to be the owner of and see it, but, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know exactly where that happened around here. Uh, but, uh, if it was right down the road here, my other grandfather had a blacksmith shop and that washed away. And, and, uh, so it was, uh, and uh, the newspaper, local newspaper, did an article, and and the uh, the lady that did the article, she researched that and said, "Yep, 1923, there was there was a flood here like none none I'd ever seen." I had an old aunt that told me, you know, water levels of unheard of wow. heights around here. Yeah. Well, Charlie, we appreciate it, and uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it, And because uh, I know we sure did. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Hey, no problem. Hey, uh, uh, appreciate it, and we will catch you around the, the steam shows here. Hope to meet you in person one day and, and go from there. Will do. I hope so. Yeah, we will. I know we will. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll, uh, we'll uh, thank you right. for everything, Charlie, and uh, we will talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.